is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. So welcome to uh, Schaefer Baseball Report. Andrew, give me a number. 82. 82. 82. Lots. All right, so um, how much spring training do you watch? Uh, odds and ends stuff. I don't here. follow it much. Like uh, in the morning when the boys come down home and eat breakfast, they turn on MLB Network and you know they're just replaying a game from yesterday afternoon. Yeah. So I catch you know catch part of a game in the morning and then uh, I may you know go past Mad Dog or something right. midday and kind of check in and see if anything's going on. But there's not really a whole lot going on. No. You know they talk about the position battles and stuff like that, but it's not like. You know, it's position battles with guys, you know, the fifth starter. He's, you know, in uh, left field platoon outfielder. It's like, I, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not as involved in it as, as I used to be as far as, you know, watching. Because you get to the point where, you know, it, it, the starters go one or two ABs and they're gone. Like Soto played yesterday. You know, Soto hit two doubles. That was pretty cool to see, you know, to see him get his, his ABs. But then once once you pass that third inning, you're gone. So do you remember being in, in big league camp as a non-roster guy? Mm-hmm. You know, and you sit around all day, all day, all day, and then you see the guys. You know, they get two abs and they throw their bag on their back and they walk past you like we're going to play golf. Yeah, and I couldn't wait for that day. I never thought I would get it, but I got it. You know, there was there was so I had a couple different roles in spring training. Um, one year with the Tigers, I was I was in the I was in the mix. So I I mean I got a lot of I, I my my times were always slotted. I knew when I was going. It was it was great. The worst one, though, was my first year with the Phillies. I was on, there was five of us, and we were JIC every game. Just in case? Just in case, guys. <laughs> uh, you know, I ended up throwing like yeah. three innings, you know, until, yeah. I got, until I got moved down to minor league camp. But I was at every did you get Did you get extra game. weeks up there because they had you? I a, got an extra week. I got yeah. one extra, one maybe one or two extra weeks there where uh, I was, you know, I was going, I didn't have to go build up arm strength. Like, the first guys that go down are always, like, your double-A AA and triple-A starters. Yeah. Those are those are your first pitchers that go out in the wave because they've got to start building up innings and they can't do it in the big league games. And then, you know, schmucks like me just sitting there riding the bus. <laughs> riding the bus everywhere. Yeah, first big league camp was with the Orioles, and I was I was the first one, one of the first groups out. You know, that was just like a token, okay, you know, good season, good job, here you come. You have no chance of even getting close to the big leagues this year, but we'll... We'll bring in and we, you know you get that first you know that was a great it, three it, it, was a great three and a half weeks though until you got sent down. Let me right? tell you, man, when, when you're driving down there and you're going to big league camp, you you know you're feeling pretty special. Yeah. You're feeling like okay because there's a lot of dudes that are, you know, because when contracts start going out in the winter and you're calling your buddies and whatever and like, hey man, did you, did you get an invite to not as you know to big league camp? Whatever. No, you know I got to report this time. I'm you know and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I got an invite, man. Mm. I got an invite. Humble brag. Yeah, so I get to you know I go get to sit next to Ripken for <laughs> you know for three weeks and every now and then you know it's like oh, okay. I got so, put on the roster. I got put on the roster in the fall of '01 and then '02. You know when I was on the forty forty man, you're right, just automatically right. in or whatever. Yeah. And then what they do is like for minor league free agents that are you know AAA guys or whatever, you know kind of the, the fringe guys or whatever. The big that's number part, guys. That's the part big of numbers. The, yeah, you know, those minor league free agents. <laughs> yeah, ninety six, ninety six. Yeah. But I mean, a big part of it is is camp invite. Like yeah, you're you know two clubs may offer you a contract. One you know they're both. Right around the same amount of money. If one of them offers you a big league camp invite, though, you're going there. Oh, absolutely. You're not, you're sure. not skipping yeah. the big league camp. You're invite. not going to miss it. You see, now they bring guys up just for the games. Mm-hmm. So they leave them in camp. They don't have a full, you know. Yeah. 
spring and I, training and I, and roster of big league or potential big league guys. And, I did that with the Tigers one year. I got, <clears throat> I got sent down with the Tigers to minor league camp. And I still was at every big league game. Yeah. Like there, I you know I, I took over that, and I was like, well, well that's that's what the Orioles did with me when I went back because my last season um, went to spring training with the Orioles, and then ended up getting uh, sold over to Oakland. But I went to big league camp, and then they sent me down, and then they would bring me back every single day. And I was across the bay. They were in St. Pete at the time, and I'd have to drive every day over there. But you know, I'd get my gas money and. Yeah. You know, whatever. I get there early for the breakfast. <laughs> so they, had the, they had the real food going on. Try to um, take advantage of everything you yeah. can. Right. So when you made, did you make big league the big leagues as a roster player? Did you go, did you ever break? Camp I never broke camp. Oh man, that's cool. That's cool stuff. No, I was I I was on. The, I think <clears throat> I, I've told the story before, but the yeah. Tigers the last day of camp they told yeah. me, hey, you made the team. We're flying up yeah. north. We're going to yeah. uh, exhibition games in Philly. We're going to open up that stadium. Um, midday that day, they said, uh, hey, the, can- the games are canceled, bad weather up there, okay, so you know we'll push out tomorrow. And the next morning, I'm going, and hey, we got a guy off waivers, so um, we're, you're not going to make the team now. Yeah. Coolest, coolest moment when you got in the big leagues? Like, what is something that you, you, you kind of you can play back in your head all the time and feel like you're there? Um, man, I'll tell you what. Like, the, when we clinched with um, the Phillies, like that month, the you know I was there for about six weeks or so mm-hmm. that year, the, the last six weeks, and uh, the like sitting there watching the scoreboard on the last day. So the, us and the Mets go into the last day tied. The Mets are playing the Marlins. Glavin's on the mound, and you know their game started about an hour before ours, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you know sitting there scoreboard watching, and you know seeing the game as we started. They were probably in the fifth inning, and then after that, man, you could hear you could hear the crowd going wild every time they would switch the scoreboard yeah. up. And, and uh, the Marlins ended up winning like eight one or something yes. like that. But like every time the, the 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 Marlins would score, you'd hear the stadium go wild, and you're just sitting there in the middle of like an inning, right. and you're like, what, what, what's going on? Uh, I mean, you figured it out eventually. Right. It wasn't like you were dumb for that long. Right. But uh, and then you know we start getting a lead, and, and I mean, it just the electricity that day was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, getting to do the whole champagne celebration. And I mean, it was so, you know, we were eight games out, I think, on September 1st, something like that, out of out of first place. And I mean, we just chip, 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 wow. chip, chip. And then it all came together on the last day. That's cool. I never got to do that in the big leagues. I never got to do a champagne or a playoff thing or anything. That, that had to be like... Coming off the field and heading in there, knowing you're going to grab a bottle and it's going to go kooky. Oh, it was surreal. Yeah, I Shafe, mean, you're just waiting for your callback. That's right. It's coming. It's not over. You know, don't, you know, and then I mean, the whole day was surreal. You know, we went there, and then Pat Burrell had a a, a group go over to his. You know, he's on like the 40th floor of some high. Right. I don't know what floor it was. It was some high floor on some yeah. high rise. Going over, you know, everybody, you know the. A big group of guys went over there, and it, I mean, it was like it, it was it was surreal, is all I can say. I mean, these guys are you know guys I had watched on TV, and I'm like, holy crap! I'm like hanging out with these guys. Like the NL MVP is like right here. Yeah. You know, it was like Jimmy Rollins won the MVP right. that year, and I was like sitting on the couch, like you know, drinking, drinking yeah. a beer, just like everybody was like, it was unbelievable, even for those guys, because this was the first time they cracked that. You know, they ended yeah. up getting to the World yeah. Series later on and doing some stuff like that, but this was the first time they like. They cracked the door, and uh, just seeing all those guys that had been there and like 
been like kind of pushing for it. And I mean, I was thrown into the mix, so I was kind of a fly on the wall. I felt like, you know, I felt like that my whole career. Sure, but you know, <laughs> until you walked away from it, and you know, and, and you saw the average fan out there, and you you were part of it. Yeah, you know? and they thought were, I was part of it. You were the big dog. you're a big dog in it. I got I you know, there's, I guess your first time you got on the mound. What was that like? The first time you got the first time you got the rock. What was the score? Was it a game that that meant something? I started. Or? I started. My first game was a start. I was with the Braves, and I started yeah. against the Phillies at the old vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right when that field turf had just come out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was out there, and Leo Mazzone is, you know, out there with me, yeah. and I'm, you know, uh, Leo Mazzoni. Mazzoni. So I'm out there, you know, long tossing or whatever, and you know, I shrink back in, you know, mm-hmm. start doing my pitcher's catch, and Henry Bonco is my catcher that day, and he's down there just, you know, receiving, and, and Mazzone comes out to that at that point, you know, I'm at 50 feet or 55 yeah. feet, and I'm kicking the ground, and I'm like, man, this grass is jacked up, and he went. You should have seen the look on his face. Like, I, I mean, I know this is going to be on the radio, but he looked shocked. He was so worried ah, that that's I was so that funny. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, dude, this grass is." We'll be calling up. his pitches today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it you was, know, you know what happened in the you know big league series. Um, Michael Van, what is it, Van Arsdale? What, how, what how? Van Artsladen? Van Artsladen, right? So he's in here with the with the Royals, just a typical old. You know, we've heard this a million times, and when nobody's ever heard it before, and it works, it's pretty funny stuff. So somebody sent him over to me while I was working out and said, um, where is the left-handed fungo, right? <laughs> and I went, oh, dude, caught right on, didn't miss a beat. It's locked in the right-handed batter's box, which Leslie has the key for. So you need to go get the key from Leslie. <laughs> he ran in there, and it was, so that, you know, the, 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 that was that was pretty funny. I think my Ross, big, I, I'll tell you, Ross <clears throat> back here gets gets those young guys all the time coming in here asking for the box of curveballs. Oh, no kidding. All the that's time. A, <laughs> <laughs> Leslie's so like, what? Oh, that's funny. So I think my, 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 you know, there's a couple of moments. Obviously, your first home run is cool, your first hit's cool, but I think my, my first big league start was that it was that, that I really, you know, like I can go back and play that in my head, like walking into the locker room, going to my locker, going down, looking at the lineup card, you know, the adrenaline just hitting you like, holy cow, man. And it was in Yankee Stadium growing up as a Yankee fan, um, you know, batting night, playing short. And uh, I knew that, you know, busloads came in from Patchogue. You know, school buses, not regular buses. <laughs> they might have been the short, short buses. one you drove on? Might have been that group that came in the gap. Drove in the short Exactly. Bus. But just the whole, and then you walk out, you, you walk out of the tunnel, and then we were in the third base, the third base dugout in Yankee Stadium, which was the visit dugout, and the scoreboard was up in right field, and I just the timing was just unreal because they were announcing the lineups and and Shepard, you know, that I listened to my whole life now batting, you know, Jeter, Derek Jeter, you know, and they're announcing the starting lineup, and as I walk out the tunnel to go get ready for the for the pregame because it's you know we get we've done our in and out our BB about twenty minutes to game time or so. Dude, my picture's on the jumbotron, you know, and they're announcing my name, and my hear my my family and friends just going ballistic. You could pick them out in the stadium oh, right away. Well, yeah, they know right where yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> there's the short bus crew right there. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but that was that was that was pretty cool. That was probably the moment that I can. You know that I can like I can relive like I can I can remember my first hit. Rob Murphy was a ground ball up the middle. It wasn't you know it was nothing spectacular, but um, you know I remember my first at bat. I punched out. I guess Eric Plunk, but I was taking man hacks. That was adrenaline. Yeah. That was pure adrenaline. I don't think I ever swung so hard in my life. But you know, and they were they were good hacks. They were just you know I was now you were seeing that big league yeah. that big league hammer that didn't uh, hang. A located yeah a located, <laughs> located big league hammer. <laughs> So that was that was that was. I really did cool. mine on a Wednesday night baseball, 
And Chris Berman was a, he called the game. Did he give and you so, a name? Did he give you a... the Duke? The Duke, John the Duke. Wayne, the Duke. Beautiful. So, uh, but like I, you know, like uh, go out for my the first group of BP, and I, yeah. you know, I go out and get get some swings in, and I'm, you know, anytime I'm behind the cage or whatever, he's you know talking to me a little bit, trying to get some information for the for the broadcast or whatever. And I was like, holy crap! Like I was in Greenville, South Carolina, like you know, yesterday getting ready to go to like the scummiest bar. <laughs> and right now I'm in the middle of Philadelphia. I had to go to Brooks Brothers this morning and get a sport coat. <laughs> a real suit. You had to go get something real. You couldn't borrow one? No, no. I, no I didn't have time, man. I was, it, was, it was in and out and I was, I was up there. And I, I remember getting on the mound and like, I was like, you know, first pitch, fastball strike. I was like, all right, okay, I'm okay. And then like 30 seconds later, you know, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. And it was finally like when I got into a jam where I was finally like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I just got to go. Like, I've just got to go. I'm, you know, I'm sitting out here and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to pitch like a big leaguer. I was like, I, I don't know how to pitch like a big leaguer. I just got to pitch the way I've been pitching. That's funny. So you, you're, so that, your, your champagne moment, I think my, that, you know, personally the, the greatest experience was to be, to start in Yankee Stadium, you know, in front of my family and friends. And you guys have heard that story. Jeff Torborg, you know, saved that start. But I think the coolest moment, there were two really cool moments to be, like, part of a big league club and actually there watching it. And and one was um, one was Randy Johnson against Nolan Ryan. Good. And that's they, awesome. Oh, my gosh, man. And it was in Texas, and it was hot. And I, I, if the numbers, if I remember the numbers, I think Randy was punched out like 15 and 16, and Nolan punched out like 14 or 15. And these guys, were, and it wasn't like, you know, I mean, it was just pound the zone, boom, 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 next guy, boom, boom, boom. It wasn't three, two counts working. It was, and you know, Ryan grunts and Randy's out there, you know, throwing just filth. Um, and I had, a, I had a video camera that I had just bought, like wherever we were at. It was like the one that had to sit on your shoulder? No, it was actually a flat one. It was even older than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a, and I got there and the battery was dead. I mean, I'm like, I'm going in to get my camera right now. I don't care if they say anything to me in the dugout. I got to get this on video, and I and I missed that whole moment. Uh, and that was that was so. That's you know. a that's a, I mean, that's an all time. You know, you look at, you know, top. They're two of the top twenty pitchers of all time. Of like, all time, like you can't even argue that. Like yeah. they are definitely top twenty. You can put them wherever you want, but I mean, and you saw them in one game. And they, you know what? Nobody else on the field mattered. You know what I mean? No. The hitters were just getting eaten alive. The top hitters in the game. It was just you know, Randy. He, I mean. First of all, on Randy's game day, they would move the lockers next to him away. So if you were sitting in the locker room during the week, like we're sitting here and you're Randy and Andrew's there and I'm here and we're BS and whatever, on game day, we got to move. Because he comes in just freaking laser focused. And, you know, you don't talk to him. You don't say a word. And... Um, He's like Animal from uh, the uh, the Revision of the Nerds. Like, watch out! I, I don't don't mess with this guy. Well, that that was pretty much it. You don't say a word. You don't. I mean, you know, he'll go into the training room. Guys will leave the training room. It was pretty pretty cool to watch. But so he was in that. You know, when he gets in the game, you can see he gets kind of. You know, then he starts to kind of. But on the way up, leading to the preparation of the game, just uh, amazing. But he was in that mode in the dugout that day. And he was just like, you know what? Go ahead, blow these three away because I'm coming to blow the next three away. I mean, you could just see that. And Ryan, one time, Ryan punched out the side after Randy punched out the side because we were the visiting team. And Ryan punched out the side in, in like nine pitches. And Randy punched out the side in like 12. And Ryan looked over at him like, yeah, there you go, kid. There you go. Take that. <laughs> you know, that was pretty cool. And the other moment, the other moment was the Griffey Griffey. Yeah. So there was actually two, you know, the first day that, that Senior got there, I actually played and hit the double, that the game-winning run, but I almost blew it because I made an error at third base. The ball hit the lip of the uh, 
I'm making an yeah, excuse yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and, and got through my legs. But that one, but then I also got pinch hit for in Anaheim when they hit back-to-back home runs. Ah. So, pretty dubious, right? Yeah, no, that's incredible. That's amazing. That's the story of my career. Yeah. Like, oh, what's your greatest highlight? When I got pinch hit for. I made that happen. <laughs> if it wasn't what? for me. No doubt. <laughs> if it wasn't for me, that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> if was... they had put any kind of competent hitter in the lineup, they wouldn't have pinch hit right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the funniest thing about my first hit, is I went into pinch run for Harold Baines late in the game. And he was in the four slot. And um, there it is, right there. It's on the wall. That lineup card. I went into pinch hit for Harold Baines. And they, we ended up tying it pinch up. Pinch run. I mean, pinch run. Pinch run. And we ended up tying it tying it up and having to stay in the lineup because we exhausted the the right-handed hitters. So they're like, oh, okay, Shafe, go get them. It's almost like, <laughs> you know? I mean, we, like our, our, whenever we have a book, it's like the accidental big leaguer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you. Right place, right time. That's how I get, you know, with, uh, with uh, you know, I made the team out of spring training, but they wanted they wanted to move Donnie Hill. Um, and they were going to make Steve Lyons a second baseman. And, you know, he had never played second base before. He was primarily an outfield. I think he was a shortstop in, in college, maybe. But primarily an outfield when he got to the big leagues. And... Um, uh, so I make the team there because I had to make moves, and you know I had a good year. It was a domino effect I, I, kind of thing. I fit because I was a low budget. It was the White Sox. They were doing all these rookie rider contracts. You know, I was just right place, right time, right guy, and older. You know, with some experience, and so it wasn't uh, a, a, a fresh start. But when I was in Seattle and got called up, they had a guy by the name of Mario Diaz, and Mario Diaz, in his mind, should have been the starting shortstop, should have been the second coming, should have been everything. Just had. This horrible attitude, right? Just this cocky, bad attitude. Good player. Really good player. Um, but they got sick and tired of him. So they send him down to Calgary, and he gets to Calgary, and we're, we're opening, you know, we're in Calgary, and it's 25 degrees, you know? I mean, we're starting the game in that kind of weather. The sun's out, but it's freezing. And, um, you know, he's just acting up. He's, like, going lazy after ground balls and all this other stuff. So going on for about a week, and I walk into Gary Jones, who was our manager, and I'm like, dude... I can't sit here and watch this. You need to either release me, trade me, get me out of here. I'm done. You know, I'm not going to sit here and watch this guy play in front of me, you know, even at the AAA level, you know. And I wasn't just like, at that point, I'm like, I'm not just happy to be here. If I'm not advancing or I don't have a chance to advance, I don't belong in the game anymore. So the, we go to, we go to like, we'll probably about a weekend and, and, and show up in Calgary to take infield, outfield, brutal cold, and Mario doesn't show up, Right. So he goes, Shafe, you're playing short. I'm like, great, I'm playing short, you know. So I told him, I said, when's Mario be back? And he says, I don't know, he's, he has a cold and he didn't come to the park today. I'm like, all right, so I probably got a day or two. Let me see what I can do, you know. So I go out, I play, I play well. And next day I start, third day I start. And then the fourth day, Mario shows up, right? And I don't play. So I'm like, okay, so you know this is coming down from the top. Mm-hmm. As soon as he's ready, you go, you know, Shafe's off the field and this guy goes in. So we go to Edmonton, and I'm sitting in my room, and I'm and I'm literally contemplating like this. I'm not doing this. I'm in freezing weather in Canada, you know. I got a wife and I got babies home. I gotta go, you know. I, life life's got to change right here. And the phone rings, and it's it's, it's Gary, and he says, uh, he goes, Shafe, um, you got your wish. I'm like, you release me, you trade me. He goes, yeah, you're out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, where am I going? What's am I released or? You're, you know, he goes, no, you're going to the big leagues. You're meeting the team in Seattle. They've had enough of Mario's crap, and you're the guy. Nice. So, you know, that, uh, 
So you're saying, you know, the accidental, the accidental, accidental big leader, man. Big that's, leader, an, man. <laughs> that's an outstanding book. We, we should write that, John. Yeah. Well, so we should have somebody ghostwrite it for yeah, us. Yeah, we should ghostwrite <laughs> it. Yeah. We'll get Springer. Four words. <laughs> four letters to every word in Springer's vocabulary. But, that's easy. So, yeah, that's so, you know, I mean, do you, do you like, how often do you think back about when you were there? Every day. Something pops into my day. mind every day. Every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the, my whole dream growing up was the big leagues, yeah. you know, and it, it, you know, it was just a dream. It was just a dream. It wasn't anything I knew how to achieve or anything like that. And then, you know, getting there and getting to st- you know, play that for that long, yeah. like that's, you know, nothing else will ever add up to that. You know, Never. I mean, not, I mean, having kids and stuff like that's that is incredible, story, but I'm yeah, talking about that. for my, my, for my life. That, your that pers- was what your I professional wanted life. To do. Your professional was, life will never. Yeah. I didn't want to be a banker. It wasn't even the money that was like, yeah. you know, I mean, the money was a cool part of it when you right. were there or whatever, but that wasn't it at all. It was like, you know, hitting the home run, yeah. you know, striking out the batter. Like that was like, that was my dream. And, you know, it's still, that's still something that I'm, you know, still have the dream. You know, you wake up and you can't find your socks in the clubhouse and you're running late. You just got called up out of the stands or right. something. Yeah. You know? it's like, yeah. I still have those uh, dreams. I have those dreams all the time too. They, they never go away. Yeah. Never, never go away. Oh, how about that for a, good hands? Good hands right there. Probably um, just blew up everyone's speakers in their cars. I did. Now they're all like they're all they're all jumpy. So I got to I got to repair this, Andrew. Do we have to know. start I, over? I <laughs> no, I, I see. When I watch, when I go and I watch live, even whether it's AAA, even some of these college kids now, and I go and watch how they move, how they throw, you know, and, and you think, okay, I'm watching, I'm watching a lot of Division Two baseball, which is good baseball, right? We'd say this all the time. These 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 kids can play, and they're athletic, and they move, and they're strong, and they're throwing darts, and I'm thinking, man. I did that, and then you think about I did that at the highest level in the in the game. It's incredible to me, yeah. Especially now, like you know, yeah. I wake up and you know my ankles are cracking when I'm walking somewhere, and I'm like, how did I? How did I, do, I can't believe I, I did this. I get, I get sensitive because when I'm throwing BP and I spike one or two, and I'm thinking, those parents are sitting behind the screen over there going, this guy played in the big leagues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, it really is. It it, do, it doesn't go away. But I am I am I am fascinated now by you know the difference in the athlete. Than, you know what you see. You know the, the the pirates have a six seven shortstop coming up. I saw so, I saw him a left handed hitter. Left handed hitter. I saw I saw him come up. He doubled down to, the line. He's supposed the, to be a beast with like seven power, seventy power. That's, I mean, that's pretty. That's incredible. There, yeah. I mean, there's the the, you know there there's always been great athletes in the game. I think you know part of that is a testament to these guys finding them too. Yeah. You know, these scouts are out there. They're finding them. They're getting more creative, you know, getting guys, you know, Otani, you know, getting guys from overseas and stuff like that. I mean, there's a bigger pool of players coming in, in addition to better training, better diets. Uh, you know, the, all that stuff is going hand in hand. Have you, have you noticed when you do watch the spring training games, how many Latinos are on the field? Uh, it's it's a, during spring training. It's always higher too. Yeah. You know, it's it's always a, it's always a higher number. There is, and I believe it's still in existence. Uh, there's only a certain number of visas that each major league organization can have. It was like 27 or 28 when I first got in the game. I don't know if that's adjusted since then. But you know, I mean, if if you are a, a Latin or a or, or a visa player, anyways, right. and you come over, I mean, there's you have a shorter leash. Mm-hmm. You do have those guys do have shorter leashes, so you do end up seeing more of the quality one quality players from other places, you know, getting right. to big league camps right. and stuff like that. But, you know, once the season starts, the numbers go, kind of go back to normal. Sure. 
Um, yes. Pitching staffs aren't nearly, uh, for a while it seemed like it was really heavy Latin reliever and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That I feel like. I feel like that number has changed a little bit. Seems like there's less African American players. Yeah, now. I was just going to go there. We'd like, I, we would hope that we would see more. We see less, par- and and I'll tell you what, this is it's a uh, it's not necessarily. I don't think people look at it this way a lot of times, but a lot of it has to do with the NCAA scholarships. Mm-hmm. There's 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 more players that'll steer off into other directions because it's free because you get more money you get more, you can you yeah. can afford to play go play football go play basketball get a full ride and yeah and you're in and I think the MLB could do a lot you know we do you know they're trying yeah. to do different things but I think that's a great way to start because that's a you know these, there's some fantastic players in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you look at all this position, the specialists, you know. Yeah. So you're talking about D-backs, quarterbacks, receivers, D-backs, yeah. receivers, quarterbacks, yeah. tight ends, stuff like that. Yeah. They could, a lot of those guys played baseball. Yeah. But they had to go and play these other sports because, hey, I'm not getting a full scholarship or I'm not getting a... Yeah, my you know, family can't afford to go in that direction. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a huge part of, of, of You Deserve a Chance Foundation in that hole. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're doing and, and, and parking up there on the west side and going to run some clinics and things like that. And it's... I think the MLB could do more... With investing in NCAA scholarships than anything else yeah, to promote the game the amongst minorities, stuff like that. Yeah, because even in the breakthrough series, you're only going to get the kids that have gotten through the, you know, have been able to get through, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, in terms of scholarships, I think a lot of it has to be, like you're saying, scholarships, but also they have to fund lower. Well, yeah, it's going to be a trickle, age group. You know, I mean, you got to start with the younger group right now because you can't just go ahead. Well, and, here's, and the, here's the thing. You know what's there because that's still a small, small number. It, you have you almost. I feel like you have to do them at the same time. You can't sure. just do the small, right. the, the lower side because eventually they're going to run into that ceiling of showcase ball. Well, hey, maybe yeah. maybe there's a UDACF out there, but hey, now I got to go to college. Okay, so another good thing to jump to because you know we had this the whole show mapped out and this right the, our script <laughs> our script. Okay, you had a choice. Okay. Equal level of talent, okay? A showcase environment or an American Legion environment? American Legion. Of course. Absolutely. I'm going to play baseball. Yeah. In a showcase, I'm going out there to show off my arm. I'm doing this kind of stuff. I want to go play baseball. Yeah. I want to play the game. I want, you know, that's the, baseball is the the most democratic of sports. It, you got a, you got a five foot, six inch guy next to a Mm -hmm. six foot, seven inch guy. And those guys are battling for the same ball. And the biggest guy doesn't always win. True. Yeah. Um, you go to you go to football. You know, you go on the football field and you put a you know a two hundred sixty pound linebacker mm-hmm. against a an athletic three hundred pound end. Who's going to yeah. win? The end is going to win. It's 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 unfortunate the way that this whole thing is played out into the showcase baseball. I think if Legion had to help itself, it would. So maybe Legion doesn't come back, right? Just because you're 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 confined to a certain area and certain you know players, yeah, you, you know you got to live in this radius and belong to this post or within there. So you're not going to get the the um, congregation of better players in one area. But I think if there is an opportunity to build leagues and let the, let them go, let us let us compete against on deck, let us compete against Bankheads Group, let us compete against whoever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody can try out for whatever team they want. Everybody's a free agent every year. And then, but you're always in this league. And then you compete. So you play a couple games during the week and maybe you play one on, two on Saturday. And not Saturday, Sunday. And and then you have a championship. And you have a true kind of rush through. Three, ga- three games a week <clears throat> over a an eight-week period over the summertime. Yeah. 
you know, and you, you'll see less arm injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. More conditioned. Yeah. You'll see fewer arm injuries, yeah. especially, and you'll see, uh, you know, I mean, the younger guys would be even better to start with in yeah. conditioning this way because they go play four games in two days and they have 10 and 11-man rosters and pitchers throw three innings on Saturday and six innings on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my growth plate. It's like, we didn't even hear about growth plates in so, the 80s. We played two games a week. You know who Carl Nichols is? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see Carl all over MILB, and he's he's heavily involved, and he's heavily involved with the African-American community as far as baseball goes, and he's heavily involved with baseball in general, regardless of color or race or whatever. He's, so Carl brought it up on, you might have even seen it, on, on MI, what it was, MIL-MLB, you know, our, our group, our big group thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was... Ta- First rule of the group is don't talk about the group. Don't talk about the group. Yeah. yeah. I want to join the group. You can't join you the can't group. You can't join the group. Oh. You can't join the group. you got to have more than one tool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he was, he was talking about former professional guys getting together. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, that, that that's not the exact answer, you know, because we know as well as there's, there's pro guys out there that don't even... You know, no, there's there's some garbage teachers horrible, out there. Horrible <laughs> pro guys out there, and a lot better guys that didn't have that experience. But you know, that that to me that was an interesting kind of start to a conversation on how do you break through this showcase type of environment and get back to playing baseball. I mean, it starts because you know, you know we, the mean, problem now is everybody's looking at how how do we make how do we make money off this or how do we finance this yes. you know and that's the problem and that's the reason yeah. like that's why the legion model is such a it's such a good model yeah. it really is a good model it's just there's so many there's so many money avenues out there that people look to get into so and that's where the marketing goes and every, the marketing everybody <laughs> says everything's a money grab right which if you look across the board I would say it's close to it, not everything, not, but most not, of it, no, but a lot of it is. Right. If, if there's, if there's a really a purpose to the end instead of putting it in somebody's pocket, there's a, there, there, there's a difference. You know, Cooperstown is a great experience. It's a money grab, right? I mean, you put as many teams as you can get in there. It's not like we're, we're doing anything special other than providing a great opportunity and a, a, a great experience to come here and The reason that it survives is because it's a great experience. It's a great experience. But, it's, but it wouldn't be there if there wasn't money being made. Exactly right. Okay, so all these all these showcase teams, right? Mm-hmm. All these other guys out there that are that are running things that, you know, that just care about, you know, can I can I pump myself up and can I win a, you know, one of the very few national champions? So if you go into the World Woodbat, you know, that's to me that's you know you got teams coming from all over the country. That's a good barometer. It's legitimate. legitimate. That's a good, that, that's a good barometer. Um, you know, USA Baseball to me is a great barometer because. All these other things that we're talking about, your check gets you on a team. And if you're on that team, you can go to the World Wood Bat. Okay? You didn't have to really make that team. You know, you made the team, but, you know, you didn't have to make that team. You didn't qualify. There was no qualifying. Nothing to it. What qualified you was you had the money to pay. Right. And be on the club. And they'll put you on A team, B team, C team, whatever. You're going to get there. With USA Baseball, and I've said this over and over and over again, is that you know, yeah, there's cash that has to be that has to be pulled in because we are funding our national teams to go overseas and win gold medals, right? We're going to fund our team that's part of the World um, Baseball Classic. You know, we're involved in all this. So every time you look at MLB, you see USA Baseball's brand next to it now. So your check only gets you the opportunity to try out. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, you have to earn it. So people don't like that. People are afraid of that. They're afraid of putting themselves in a situation that they're going to fail. Yeah. 
They don't want to see them, you know, mommy and daddy don't want to see their kid hurt or cut or told, no, you didn't make this club. Because they can go pay a check and you're on that club. Or in a feel-good environment. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in that environment. So that's what I love about USA Baseball because that's how we came through. That's how I came through. Like even when I played, you know, I grew up in, 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 in Patchogue and I played with the North Patchogue Medford Youth Athletic Association. And then my last year, I jumped to a group that... Um, Neil Heaton was playing on and Ricky Rizzo guys that you know ended up you know tickling the big leagues or getting into the big leagues um, and, and left North Patchogue because all the guys around me were football players they weren't going on and I, and, I, and I wanted to continue to you know to, to jump out there but you know you could go anywhere any place anytime in, in USA Baseball you only have one place to go it's, or two places to go up or out right so you know, you're always trying to challenge yourself and put yourself in these environments, and people don't want to do that. No, I mean, it, I mean that's just the way. Not overall. Are. I don't want to say everybody, but it's not yeah. the majority. It's not like you know what? Okay, there's a tryout here. I'm going to go down here. And I'm going to see where I stack up. What's well, the easy way? It's the easy way out. It's, it's easy. A, way it's the easy way out. Yeah. Okay, if I go do this, I can sit here. I can plan everything oh, no, I, out, I, I and I'm going to do. I this, got this World Series to play in. We're done at this. Yeah. Oh, we're going to the beach this weekend. Yeah. We got all right. this. You know, you, you jump into this. There's some uncertainty. Am I even going to make it? Yeah. And I mean, to, to me, when you do for those guys that do make it all the way through. I mean, that's, it's thrilling. It's we, thrilling. It, and, you know, what's cool is, you know, I, we have relationships with the kids in our, in our building, obviously, that have been through here for years and years. Like, I had Evan Todd. Do you know what he did? He, he, he texted me the other day. Guess what? Doctor. Going to medical school. Nice. Yep. Jack Ryan. Guess what? Nursing school. Yeah. And on the dean's list. So that came in the same day. So I'm not like Jimmy Dean's list. Jimmy Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but those, you know, those are the cool things going, you know, going through our, but to get back to what I'm saying, you know, with USA Baseball, to make the national team, like, you dream about being in the big leagues, right? Mm-hmm. So you play the game. You play, you play, you play, you play, and you hope you get to the big leagues, or you hope that things work out, or you work your way into a situation where you get into pro ball and you can go. It's the same thing with USA Baseball, okay? So, you know, to me, I'm always saying, like, okay, what's the difference? You're chasing the minor leagues to, to hopefully get to the big leagues, why would you not try and chase your national team? Oh, we got that. We got that beach weekend. Mm, I don't know if we can do round two. That's right? Yeah. Um, There's a dance competition down the road that I. You know, do you we, think we'll get through round one? I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. call. Let me ask. Let me ask. Know. Hey, I was here last year. You think you, can I just jump over and try? And yeah. I mean, we get all kinds of crazy emails. You know, just and, and you know we get we get a ton of stats, exit velos, mm-hmm. launch angles. Right? I mean, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty funny, but. All right, where are we at, Andrew? We're good. We're good. Hey, I got just uh, a quick shout out. You know who Trent Mongero is? Yeah, down in Georgia. Trent's, uh, he's a great friend. And I, 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 you surf the internet, right? You know, as far as lessons and thing, baseball stuff, right? Oh, you know, oh, he, oh that, that kind you know, of stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, those aren't the sites I'm on. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, and I did this years ago and. There was a guy that I was following by the name of Trent Mongero, and he went to the University of, you know, uh, North Carolina, Wilmington, and, you know, you see these guys, and there's some wacky stuff, right? And then I'm watching Trent stuff, and I'm like, holy cow, man, this, guy, this guy's got it, you know? And I think he played, like, a year of minor league baseball, or maybe a short season of minor league baseball. But, you know, the lingo and the actions and, you know, the, everything was like, holy cow, this, 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 is, this is on. So I go to the uh, ABCA one year and walking down the, the aisle and, this is probably six years ago, and 
here comes Trent Mongero. I'm like, hey, dude, you know, like I'm in, I'm in like in the law, Trent Mongero. Fanboy, fanboy. I, I am, I'm fanboy of Trent Mongero. You know, I was like, and uh, we just started talking. We hit it off, built a good relationship. And I, I find out. You put, yeah, I roomed with him at uh, the USA uh, two years ago. He's great, man. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Well, he's having heart surgery next week. Oh, fun. yeah. He's got a, he's got a, um, a valve issue, but all the checks as far as his brain and the the vessels and all that all clean. So success rate is is good, you know. But um, he's bummed because he's not because he can't be on the can't be on the field. He can't be, you know. So he's and he's an old dude. Like I think he's about fifty. That's old. I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna be sixty this year. That's old, <laughs> right? That's old. Sixty. That's the new forty. When you were th- when you were twenty five, you, there was no thought of sixty in your mind. When you were twenty five, not even there close. Was not even, there not was even, no, not no. even close, man. No, no. Okay. <laughs> the thought I had was like, how good does my mullet look today? Yeah, yeah, baby. Vanilla shave. Ultimate Caucasian. Yeah, you got that right. So, all right, man. Well, that was another good week. That was mm-hmm. fun. And uh, I, I guess you were trying to send him good wishes. Good wishes. I am. On a, on a I am. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. You know you were what, Trent? Forgot about you, brother. Text you in a little bit, but. Um, yeah, everybody, thoughts and prayers for Trent. Thanks, John, for reeling back my senility. That's what happens when you're 60. Yeah. Forget yeah. things. I've seen a, I, I seen a guy running for president. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you heard Joe Biden dropped out of the race, and he's endorsing Biden. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the best thing. I said that to you yesterday, yeah. Andrew. That's outstanding. I can't wait for that, that debate to start, because that is going to be that's gonna be unreal. All right, enough of the politics, and get well, Trent. How'd I do? That was better, right? Oh, that was so much. All right. Love you, brother. And peace out.